Hello, Assalamualaikum, everybody. I'm back again for part two. Um, basically, there is a part two because um, this is an ongoing uh, issue that our society is having um, at the moment. What with our so-called family values and our family system. So a lot of friends and a lot of people do think that there are some core issues that need to be discussed and these are issues that we have discussed a lot amongst ourselves every day but i think it is something that we really really need to work on um as we um you know sort of mentioned in part one um about the one of the basic problems being the divorce rates not the divorce itself being a problem but the after effects of the divorce being a problem in that as you, I mean, as I said, it's not the, the the problem is with the upbringing of the boys in our society today. The girls are much more informed of their rights and they are much more educated, and they are usually those who have ambitions and have good jobs or good. They always have a, a good degree at hand in any way, and boys uh, seem to be more regressed. Um, in their education, in their qualifications, in their upbringing. Um, and when there is no match between the mentality of spouses, then obviously there is going to be a breakdown in relationship. Because, um, like it or not, um, accept it or not, but that, that really old, time-old tradition of looking into family background before marriage is actually very essential because um, when your backgrounds match, 90% um, of your problems uh, cease to exist. It's a fact. It's a fact that when you agree upon the basic thoughts, when, when, you, when there's no dispute in the core way that you think, uh, then 90% of your married life is peaceful because you agree on 90% of your basics, which is very important because when you don't agree on the basics, that's when things start to get, you know, start to go wrong. And this has been one of the biggest issues in our society today is because the backgrounds of the boys and the girls, they don't match, their upbringing doesn't match. So the way they think doesn't match. So there's a clash in mental level and mentality. So when your mental level is not the same, um, you don't have to be the same kind of people, but you have to have the same mental level. You should be in the same wavelength, you know, or you should at least be at that point where even if you have different wavelengths, it should complement each other and not contradict each other, not clash with each other. That's, that's really what we need um, in order to make a marriage successful. And another problem is uh, um, one of the most biggest problems of our society is that parents don't seem to realize that they are actually, in fact, the source of it. Um, when they lament as to how um, boys and girls are so eager to get, especially boys, as I said, girls would never be eager to get married at such an early age. They know what's coming. Boys have no sense of shame or they have no sense of uh, dignity. And at the same time, when they're teenagers, it's, uh, you know, their hormones are more in control of them as opposed to girls. 
and in our society the problem is that boys are so clueless that they don't have a sense of responsibility either because it's not instilled in them so that's one of the basic reasons the reasons why again clashes occur because our parents the upbringing that they give their boys is very different from the upbringing that they give their girls and what they teach them contradicts what they make them do practically as i mentioned earlier for example you would say that um uh, our people are allegedly conservative that they don't like their girls to go out of their homes and work but the truth is the truth is that i don't know how or why people seem to think that our people are so conservative that they don't let their girls go out because what is happening in practice is the exact opposite you will find that majority of our uh professionals in our society are females as opposed to males in every uh social uh you know in 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 our society's hierarchy even i mean if you look at the at the uh social class the economic class it doesn't matter which class you come from you will notice that girls are more out there working as professionals as opposed to guys so even when you have servants you will have maids as opposed to you know man servants you will you will see more maids than man servants and most of them have the same story you know that either their husbands don't work or they're addicts or they work but they don't give them money or you know there's always some problem with the other but in any case the women are out there working and then the women then their daughters are out there working and what is it their sons are not working but their daughters are out there working in people's homes as servants as maids so you you see that distinction right there that discrimination right there and um although now yes now um, as i said are um people from the rural areas who come to the urban areas now they're more and more interested in their girls and boys both of them getting an education but still you know at the end of the day when it comes down to being practical and when they need more hands to help with the earnings at home who's the first person to be you know to be brought out of the house to work is their daughters it's girls again and again even in urban cities when you look at moderate uh, moderately sound families who are financially sound again you will see that their girls they have high ambitions they get good qualifications and they get positions and they're you know usually distinction holders and then they go on to get extremely good jobs as opposed to their boys um the fact that you think that it's okay for your boys to not do the dishes after eating or to not help with the housework or not to do chores i mean that in itself goes against islamic traditions it goes against islam so if that's the kind of culture that you're promoting and if that's the kind of culture that you call culture then i'm sorry but that that is i mean that is where you go wrong the fact that you think that um you you claim that men are supposed to be the breadwinners of the family and that they're supposed to be the head of the family but whenever you're in crisis you are always making the women of the houses work or they go out and work in any case whether you make them or not but they're the ones who are you know fighting it and they're the ones who are struggling and they're the ones who are putting things together 
and parents also expect their daughters, as I've mentioned uh, many times on different occasions, they would expect their daughters to go out and work to help their sons, uh, you know, so that their sons can continue studying so that they can have a bright future. And I have never seen those sons get that bright future. It seems like that future never seems to come. Um, they finish their studies and then you find out that, no, they haven't found a suitable job and, you know, they can't find a suitable job. And uh, the truth is that there are jobs, but they just don't want to do them. Then why are they not finding them suitable? Why don't they want to work hard to get a job? Because they can already depend on their sisters or their mothers or their fathers who are already working their asses off. So this is how you tend to produce degenerates, you know. So, as I said, we can't boast about the fact that we have human resources. We do not have human resources. Not if that human that you expect to be a resource is actually a burden. So, that is the problem. One of the biggest problems with our society is that the upbringing of boys is highly irresponsible and reckless. And I think that it needs to be readdressed. I think that in the olden times, people were more responsible in the way they brought up their boys. They taught their boys about independence, about gaining financial independence, about how to be a person others can depend on, about how to be able to keep your family close. You know, they taught them all those values that you claim to have today, but you don't really. I think that some of the, now that is that culture that you need to bring back. That is the culture that you need to talk about and that you need to practice. And that was more close to Islam in, in, in every way than what you're doing now, because I really honestly don't know what, what, what we're doing now. And that, you know, results in a, a base, that the very basic of clashes that, that you know, between a husband and wife it stems from there because the woman is now independent and she's you know she's a person who has ambitions and she's a person who thinks that you know responsibility is everything and then you have a man on the other hand who thinks that all he has to do is to get go and do a job and then come home and expect everything to be done for him so that's where the clash begins because especially when the man fails to even do a job at the end of the day or get a job or if he is not able to balance his work life and his family life um and sometimes it's in fact most of the times it's more than that it's not even about jobs and balancing family lives it's about the way you think as i said it's your mental level your mentality the fact that the woman cannot even communicate with you logically so that is actually I would say the stem of stems behind all clashes. The fact that the man thinks that the fact that the man and his family also seem to think that, okay, if you do end up uh, in a divorce or anything, then he's not responsible. My dear, in Islam and in law, you have to pay alimony if you divorce somebody, especially if you have kids. It doesn't matter that you're divorced. The kids are your kids. You have to pay for them. You have to pay for their expenses. You have to pay alimony. And I've noticed that even the boy's parents come 
in you know and say oh no why okay fine let her take the kids away and at the end they're your kids anyway let her do all the hard work i mean that is pure sheer hypocrisy and that is just beyond uh, inhumane i mean that is so ridiculous it is beyond pathetic that you are raising your boys in such a way that when they end up failing to keep a marriage going and they are actually losing not just their wife but they're losing their kids and what are you teaching them you're teaching them that you know what you don't need to take responsibility for your kids you can marry again produce more kids you know so i mean is that is that what your sons are here for they're here to just sow their oats wherever they go i mean you know like pigs you know wherever they go just sow their oats is that what they're here for you know to just soil this world with their dirty seeds seriously frankly i mean seriously i mean what the hell are you teaching your boys here and obviously so then at the end of the day if if you are devoid of any responsibility or any duty towards your kids or you're teaching your kids that you're teaching your sons that they are devoid of any responsibility towards their kids then what kind of a society are we producing then a society i mean look in the olden times it's true that there was always a joint family system but you know what that joint family system was composed of it was composed of the paternal family not the maternal family and that joint family system was there because those times it was easier and cheaper to live together now actually it is not easier or cheaper because now it means putting all your burdens on one person before it was doable and also let me remind you before the burden was not just on one person it's true that one person was the head of the family took care of everything but as soon as the second in command was ready to take over then you would have another pair of hands help you know helping in and when things got tough you would have three four hands you know getting involved participating in keeping the family together financially as well as in any other way so yes in those times there was one head of the family who took care of the whole family and it was a joint family so that meant but that did not mean that that person would carry the burden of his brothers and his brothers children and his sisters and his sisters children and their children no that was why it was called joint family it meant that as the family extended the other people came together you know they worked together to keep the family going nowadays um your concept of family values is that you're throwing the burden on one person and you expect that person to keep carrying your burden forever i mean there has to be an end to it it doesn't i mean it just doesn't make sense that you've now you're old enough to stand on your own two feet and you're old enough to look for jobs and to get your life together and yet you're still expecting your maternal families to take care of you or you're still expecting your parents to take care of you I know that in our society parents don't let go of their children and that's why I say that this is one of the biggest mistakes parents make. They should learn to let go of their children especially those children who want to live their own lives and who are taking responsibility for their lives. 
but parents have this knack of always dragging those children back who could live their lives very easily and successfully on their own and they drag them and they force them to live a dependent life and they control them and they control their lives and they make their lives so miserable and on the other hand the the the, the other children of theirs uh, who are so selfish that they're already throwing all their weight on them they're already throwing all the burden on them you can see them actually enjoying their lives while the whole world thinks that you know uh, oh these poor things you know this poor girl you know she got a divorce now she she's living such a miserable life despite the fact that actually it's her family is living a miserable life she's actually enjoying her life or you know this poor man you know he got divorced and you know and what is that poor man doing he's living his life i mean at the end of the day it's the children who are paying for it and and the other people around the husband and wife who are paying for it so i i to me i'm sorry this is this this does not make any sense this is not family values family values does not mean that one person should carry the burden of everybody else family values is when everybody should carry their own burden and take responsibility for their own decisions this is where we go wrong family values is about teaching your children both boys and girls about a sense of responsibility and about keeping those boundaries so that you know that when you're being helped by somebody else it's not your birthright you know and to know that when you know you shouldn't take a whole mile you know you 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 need to know where to put a stop to it in our country in our society people are so used to taking they don't know how to give so those few that give they just keep on giving until they're dead and this contradicts family values this goes against family values in my opinion and this is why actually i don't believe in families and i don't believe in family system because i've what i'm seeing around me i think that a person is much happier living alone and you know one has so much to that that's why actually that, that is why i blame parents also the most in our society as i said they lament about you know their children wanting to get married or they lament about their children choosing the wrong spouse or they themselves choose the wrong spouse for their children because they want them to get married for the sake of getting married it's that is the problem the problem is you instill in your children right from the start that marriage is the be all and end all of life and then when your children grow old enough to want to have a girlfriend or a boyfriend you start thinking uh you know you start lamenting on the fact that why are they so in, why are they dying to have a girlfriend or a boyfriend you do realize that it's because of you right you do realize that i mean as parents you seem to instill it in your children you know all you do is talk about marriage in the future as if that is the only thing that we're born to do like we're born to mate and to produce more offsprings to populate the world that that's the only reason we were brought into this world i mean seriously and then at the end you want to control the way they look for their mates and then you want to control 
who, uh, you know, the way they get married or when they get married and how they get married. I mean, that is so stupid. Seriously. You know how you can save yourself and them a lot of trouble? Stop feeding them bullshit about marriage and about Prince Charming and about the princess and the glass slipper. Stop that already. Stop romanticizing and, you know, the notion of marriage. That is why they don't know what marriage is. And that is why marriages break up so quickly. You cannot blame them. You are to blame. You give them this fantasy world of marriage. You know, you romanticize it. Both in your films and in your dramas and in real life. In real life, as I said. The way you talk to your kids is as if the only thing that they're born in this world to do is to get married and have children. That's not the only thing we're born in this world to do. Marriage is overrated. Sex is overrated. Okay, so in our countries, marriages are overrated. In the Western world, sex is overrated. You both need to calm down, you know, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how you look at things. At the end of the day, both the East and the West is all about looking for a mate. I mean, seriously, have you people got nothing better to do in life? Seriously, what's wrong with you people? Look at the world around us. Okay, just, just stop right there. Look at the world around us. Look at the sky. Look at the clouds. Look at the stars. Look at the weather. Look at how the weather changes. Look at the geography. Yeah, look at the mountains, the fields, the sea, the rivers, the streams. Look at the snow, look at the rain. Look at the wonders just around you, the wonders of this world. Nature, animals, trees, plants, air, smells, tastes. Colors. This world is such a wondrous place. Just exploring it would give you that high that you want to look for in drugs. Just traveling would give you that energy, that uplifting, that ascending sense within you, that that spiritual connection that you're looking for in a mate. Believe me, in real life, marriage is hard work. Okay, all you boys and girls out there who seem to think that marriage is this dream sequence of you living like princes and princesses, it's not. That is why the Prophet always, you know, when, when somebody came to the Prophet and said, you know, I really want to get married. The Prophet said, can you afford a wife and a family? If you can, please go ahead and get married. If you cannot, first go and establish yourself. Make sure that you can afford a family. Then come back to me. And then I'll think of how to help you get married. So what did that mean? That meant that a man has a responsibility towards his family. 
and his responsibility is that even if his wife earns more than him, she should not have to put in a penny into the house. It's on him because it's his kids. It's his house. She's already left so much of her life behind and joined him. This is the least he can do for her. Is to provide her with a roof over her head and financial security for her and her children. And a servant even if needed. This is all his responsibility. Because he's the one who's making the family. We always seem to think that... Okay, that because the woman makes the family, so yeah, the onus is on her. No, 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 no. In Islam, it's the man. The onus is on the man. It's the man's duty to keep his family together. It's not the woman's duty. It's the woman's favor upon the man. Even if she puts a dish in its place <clears throat> in the kitchen. This is the hadith of the Prophet. That even if a woman takes one dish and puts it back in its place. That is a favor that she has done to her husband, towards her husband. She's not even obliged to take care of her kids. <clears throat> She's not. The fact that she has already spent nine months in labor to give birth is more than enough. Now it is on him. He is supposed to take care of the kids. And yet we expect mothers to, and mothers do it. In Islam, a man is expected to sacrifice a lot because a woman is already sacrificing a lot. That is where Islam stands on. Where do we stand? I mean, just look at us. Look at the way we're behaving. And yet we talk about marriage as if it is the only way we have lived life or we can live life that we have nothing we haven't lived if we haven't married i mean that is stupid that's pathetic okay there is so much to do in this life there's so much to do in this world and you should begin by becoming your own person first explore within yourself try to understand the kind of person you are then understand the person you can be and then once you're happy and satisfied with the person you've become, that's when you're ready to move on to sharing your life with somebody else. When you're ready to grow with somebody else. Because we all keep growing and we all keep changing. When you're ready to grow with somebody else, that's when you should get married. When you're sure that this is somebody with whom you can live your life. Because you're talking about your life. In Islam, marriage is about having a companion with whom you can go through life's journey. Okay? It's a mutual contract between two parties wherein they have these agreements and these terms and these conditions that they live by. But as companions, you know, it's like entering into a business partnership as equal partners and growing your business together. That's your life. You're entering into a journey together. You're becoming travel companions. And obviously, you have the end of your journey in mind. And you're hoping to be together when it ends. 
That is what marriage is all about. Marriage is hard work. Marriage is a lot of compromises and a lot of sacrifices from both parties, not one. It's not a game. The fact that boys seem to think that, you know, marriage is just a way to, you know, legalize sex. It's not, actually. In Islam, you cannot get married for the sake of sex. You cannot. That marriage, that marriage is not valid. Marriage is hard work. Marriage is about being ready to sacrifice a part of yourself and a part of your life. And becoming part of somebody else's life. Okay? That is what family is. So if you're not ready for that, please don't get married. And for God's sake, do not produce children. In today's world, you don't just give birth to children and think that they'll grow up on their own. In the olden times, it may have been possible because those were nicer times, those were simpler times, population was also less, and it always takes a whole village to bring up a child. In today's world, your village is blown out of proportion. So you cannot expect the village to help you take care of your child. But at the same time, in a way it is helping you in the form of a society where you have schools and you have teachers and you have hospitals and you have relatives and you have friends and you have neighbors and everything. But at the end of the day, you are responsible for your child. Nobody else is. So if you are not ready to take that responsibility, please put the brakes on already before it starts. The one problem that I have with people is the, the height of immaturity. It shows that they're so immature, they're so stupid when they think that, okay, we're, fight, we're married, but... You know, things are not going so well, let's give birth to a child. Because that would be one common thing between us that would actually help put us together. Are you stupid? That one common theme will now add to your fights. Because now your fights will take a new direction. Now your financial fights will begin and your social fights will begin. And what to do with your child's future as fights will begin. And once again, because you were always disagreeing before, because you're not on the same wavelength. So now your disagreements will grow. And who is the one getting the brunt of it all? Your child. So you're creating a disturbed mind already. And who knows what that person will grow up to be. And what they will do again. And then what their children will grow up to be. And what they will do again. So you are creating a whole generation of problematic people. So don't think that because you're having disagreements, you should give birth to a child because that will help put you up, you know, make you closer. That is stupid. That's not how it works. First, make sure that you are in sync with each other, then bring somebody else into your life. Okay, so that you can give them a more harmonious, more peaceful and a much, much, much better life.
as opposed to what you're actually already giving them. So marriage is not about dressing up like a prince or a princess and partying forever. That's not marriage. Marriage is muddy waters. It is pure, sheer, gritting hard work. Don't take it lightly. Try exploring the world for a change. Instead of focusing on looking for somebody to have sex with, because at the end of the day, that's really what it's all about. In the West, especially in the Western countries, I mean, we have traumatized our younger generation to such an extent. I mean, there was a time when, you know, PDAs were not even PGs. They were damn right out of the uh, watershed level. You know, they were always just purely watershed time. That was, you know, adult time. And now we seem to think that PDA should be made comfortable and easy for children, you know, so that they should know that it's okay to have PDA, to have public displays of affection for those who are finding it difficult to understand what PDA is. So, you know, the children should be able to know that it's okay, you know, to, to be affectionate towards each other and to, to display it in public, you know. So certainly with cartoons and with, you know, elementary school level PG programs, you have PDAs going on. And it has actually worked wrongly uh, because now that's the only thing that it seems that the children seem to think that that's the only thing life is all about. It's all about looking for somebody with whom you can have PDA and, you know, you're not normal if you don't have a girlfriend. You're not normal if you don't have a boyfriend, you know. So before, you were abnormal if you had a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Now you're abnormal if you don't have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. So what changed? I mean, I thought you people started revolutions to stop labels and judgments and stereotyping. But that's exactly what you're doing, but in the opposite way. So you wanted to be able to wear bikinis because people had no right to judge what you wear. But now you're judging people who wear long sleeves and long skirts and burqas because what, they don't have the right to choose what they want to wear? I mean, you're full circle right there. So before you had a problem with the scarlet letter and so, you know, people should not be shamed for being adulterers or, you know, for having uh, extramarital affairs or people should not be shamed for having relationships without marriage. Okay, so now people should be shamed for refusing to have extramarital affairs and people should be shamed for refusing to have sex before marriage and now people should be shamed for being virgins and people should be shamed for thinking that marriage is much better than living without marriage. Again, tell me, explain to me, what has your revolution given us? What has all that 
revolution given us now. We're back full circle. Nothing's changed. You know, as they say, plus ça change, plus c'est la même chose. So it's, it's really much the same. I don't see anything different. It's just that before you shamed people who wore bikinis and now you shame people who are wearing burkinis. You shamed people who were wearing sleevelesses before. Now you're shaming people who are wearing full sleeves. You shamed people for showing their shoulders and their legs. Now you're shaming people for covering their shoulders and their legs. Amazing job, people. You shamed people for having sex before. Now you're shaming people for not having sex. Wow. Marriage, relationships, sex, everything is overrated. This is the real life. Let's let our children live in the real world, in the real life. Okay? Let's start to teach our children the same things that children used to be taught once upon a time. Let's teach them about morals, about values, about decency. Let's teach them about tolerance. Let's teach them about not labeling and not judging anything or anyone whatsoever, but knowing the difference between right and wrong and good and bad. Let's teach them about patience and tolerance, but at the same time, let's teach them to stand up for what is right. Let us teach them about the world, about science, about discoveries, about animals, about nature, about humanity or what humanity was supposed to be, about the little simple nicer things in life. Let's help them retain that innocence that we have now stripped off of them. Let us help them understand the wonders of life, the wonders of this world. Let's help them gain ambitions in life. Let's not have them think that life is all about looking for a mate to have sex with to produce more offsprings. And let us not make them think that life is all about throwing your burdens on others and not taking responsibilities and expecting others to carry your burden for life and expecting others to give you what's theirs and coveting other people's things. You know, let's just stop teaching this. Let's teach them some moral values, okay? Let's teach them some boundaries. Let's teach them what a dignified living actually means. Let's teach them what working hard means. Okay? Let's teach them what being creative means. Let's teach them that there is so much more to life. And there's so much more to this world. Than living like chickens in a cage. Because that's really what it is. You know. Let's try to make things better. Let's try to teach them better things. And let's try to learn that boundaries are actually important. 
you know, boundaries really are important. Helping somebody, but not overdoing it. Not giving too much and not taking much. We need to retain that balance in our family, in our society, in our lives. We all know it, but when it actually comes down to doing it, we can't be bothered. People are too selfish. And we need to start bothering about it. We need to get a little more out of the narcissistic selfish zone and more into the balanced, humane, within the boundary zone. Again, once more, best of luck to those of you struggling. I hope you manage to gain the strength to say no and to push people away who have been forcing you to carry their burdens. And I hope that those of you who are constantly burdening others, I hope you would learn, grow a conscience maybe, learn to carry your own burdens for a change, learn to take responsibility for your lives, and learn how wrong it is to covet other people's things and how wrong it is to expect others to always put you first when you never do that for them. Good night. Have a wonderful time, all of you, with your families and friends. I hope you have good friends around you. And I hope you find some balance and harmony within your families. Khuda Hafiz, everyone. This is me, signing out.